What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there. We at Blue Wire wanted to thank you for your continued support of this podcast. With over 90 podcasts across our network, we are committed to bringing you great content to fill that sport-shaped hole in your heart. To find more Blue Wire pods, search for us on iTunes or check out bluewirepods.com. And remember, one day sports will return and it will be glorious. Thanks for listening. On to the show. It's Chrysomania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man, with the powerful questions. (laughs) Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! Welcome back again to the Chris Van Vliet Show. So excited for you to join us on this one. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. And what a great one to hear as we get to know Mandy Rose and the person behind her character. Super grateful for her time here. Super grateful for yours as well, because there's so many wrestling podcasts out there. There's just so many podcasts in general, wrestling and otherwise. And I appreciate you spending your hour with us. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm giving away a big gold championship belt from Fandu Belts. Ooh, it's such a sexy belt. The giveaway ends on Friday, May 1st. So if you're listening to this before then, you can head to my Instagram account, at Chris Van Vliet. Look for the photo of the big gold, and you'll see the instructions on there on how to enter. If you're listening after Friday, May 1st, 2020, you you live in the future then. Uh, Thank you for all the shares, all the retweets, the reviews about the show. They are the most important thing to help the show grow. So thank you so much. Two wrestlers have left reviews. Yeah, I mentioned Will Ospreay left a review, but Sean Spears also left a review. So if they can take 27 seconds out of their day to do that, I'm thinking you can too. And listen to this one here from HMD790. The title's great podcast, but this this blows me away. Chris, I'm not an Apple guy. I had to jump through so many hoops to review this show. Kind of tells you how great I think your content is. Haha. <laughs> Keep up the consistent content. It helps me get through this tough time. I love your work. Using my son's iPad to write this. That might be the nicest thing I've ever read. Wow. Thank you so much, HMD790. Please keep the reviews like that coming as we inch ever so close to the goal of 1,000 reviews. We're at 831 right now with, with that review that I just read. So, man, getting so close to that specific goal of 1,000 reviews before the end of 2020. I have nothing but great things to say about our guest today and about this conversation that we had. Mandy Rose is in the middle of one of the most talked about storylines in wrestling right now with Otis. She tells me how it was her idea to pitch the storyline to Vince, 
who then loved it. We also get into her life before wrestling, when she was a fitness competitor, and the career path that she was on, which completely changed when she was offered an opportunity to be on Tough Enough. She didn't win Tough Enough, but she says not winning it might actually be the best thing to happen for her career. She also has a new fitness app out called Fit With Mandy. It's available on the App Store that'll definitely help you with these at-home workouts while we're still in quarantine. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. It's Mandy Rose. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Um, how's, how's everything going in your world, Mandy? Um, well, well, thank you for having me first. Um, and it's been going, you know, I mean, I don't really know what day it is half the time because we're of course still, uh, still filming once a week, but it is, it's been, it's been kind of weird, you know, I think for everyone, but I've been trying to make it work and trying to just keep my, you know, get my workouts in and trying to stay busy, whether it's little home projects or whatever it is. So, you know, can't. Not much we can do, right? <laughs> well, you went from a world where like your days were defined by either were you traveling to TV or were you leaving TV? Now it's just kind of like all a big jumble, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's 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 kind of crazy because you really appreciate so much when you're in these situations because it's like, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I can't wait to be home and just relax because we're always go, you know, on the go. Um, but then like times like this, like when I get bored, I'm like, oh, I kind of wish I was on a road loop right now. Not going to lie. <laughs> well, <laughs> Interacting with people. Well, congratulations on your fitness app, uh, Fit Thank with Mandy. With perfect time to be launching an at-home, you know, workout app. Was that the plan, you know, to kind of get this out while people were at home? No, that's the crazy part. It is a perfect time for it. But I um, actually started it about like a little over a year ago and I was going to continue on um, to create different programs. But this is the first program I started with. It's a basically a 12-week at-home program where you can do it anywhere, you know, your living room, your garage, outside, and it requires little to no equipment. It's um, you know, for all ages, men, women of all different skill levels. And that's why I did it. It was more like, you know, I know people might look at me and be like, Oh, you know, am I going to look like her? How am I going to look like her or whatever it may be? It's, it's not about that. It's, you know, you got to, everyone has to start from somewhere and it's a really good program, whether you're, you know, you're a mom and you're home and you have to, you know, have to watch your kids or, you know, a young, young girl trying to get into fitness or whatever it is, it's, it's super accessible for, um, for anyone. And that's why I did it. And it happened to really work out in times like this, you know, when you're not, you can't get to a gym or you can't get to, um, any, you know, equipment. So yeah, I'm really grateful for it. Well, I miss the gym a lot. I know or, I do or too. You do as well. I do. <laughs> but I did download your app yesterday and I've been oh, checking out some of these you. workouts. Thank you. Thanks for the support. I appreciate that. Oh, of course. I know how difficult it is to create an app. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in those workouts, I did every single one of those workouts, you know, some different settings. I was on the beach in Miami filming and, um, you know, just on, on the streets, just doing them just to show that you could literally do it any, anywhere. So um, they're really good workouts and they're high intensity interval training. So really get your heart rate up. And it just goes to show, you know, you can still get a great workout without um, any equipment. Has fitness or any part of that, I mean, obviously that's been a big part of your life, you know, your whole life. Has any of that had to take a back seat to the crazy schedule that you have at WWE? Yeah. You know, it's, I think it's, it's relatable to everyone right now because like I have my good days and my bad days. So like, or good weeks, let's say, cause like last week 
I don't know what it was. I was like home, no motivation, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Just like didn't feel like doing much. I have a bike in my garage. So like I'll do the bike a little bit in the morning and then I was like, oh, I'll do my, you know, do workout later on. But I just like wouldn't get to it. I was just like kind of lounging around. But then the week prior to that, it was a really good week. So I think it, it just depends, you know, our energy. And like sometimes when I get out of my routine is it's so much harder to get back into it because, you know, we're always so um, focused and like every day is, you know, when you're in such a um, strict routine, it's so hard to get out of it and then get back into it. So this week I'm doing good so far. I mean, it's just Monday, so <laughs> can't promise you. But um, I think it's, you know, I think everyone's going to have their good days and bad days with the time, right? you know, with this time uh, right now. So. Well, diet's so much of this and I'm so yeah. impressed that you and all the other WWE superstars are able to stay lean, stay looking muscular when you're on the road like 300 days a year. How do you do it? Yeah, I mean, it's really hard. And I came from the bodybuilding com and competing world. And I know what it's like to, um, you know, restrict yourself and, and, and really, you know, get down to like, I don't know, 5% body fat, whatever it may be. I've, you know, seen that firsthand. And, you know, that's not something you can really um, sustain every day. You know, it's not, um, it's not super attainable either, but it's for, you know, specific competition or whatever it may be. So like now with wrestling, it's a lot harder for me to, um, maintain that life, you know, that physical, um, uh, physical, I don't know, body, whatever you want to call it. Sure. But like right now it's more of a, um, you know, Mod it's all about moderation right now and consistency for me. And, you know, I have a good foundation, so I'm grateful for that. And I can kind of, I know my body so well, so I can really play around with like, you know, I'm able to eat what I want, but then once I feel like I'm kind of getting off track, I need to get back on and, and just be consistent. And I, you know, I think it's all about balance and I need to still be able to enjoy my donuts or my good cheat meals and stuff. Cause I grew up around like, you know, Italian food my whole life and my dad owns delis and restaurants. And so it was like for me to not be able to have any of that and like live my life, you know, it, that would restrict me too much. Well, anybody that's seen your YouTube channel knows that you love donuts. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what is your, what is your go-to donut? Um, honestly, it sounds boring, but we, me specifically, I love just your glazed, good glazed donut. And um, it's, I don't know what it is, but it's just like nothing like a, like a really good glazed donut. I'm not into like the really fancy ones, to be honest. I've had them all. Um, I have to have had some really great ones as well. But yeah, you can't go wrong with a good glazed donut. You might be right. That's probably the most <laughs> donut you can pick though. Yeah, right? Yeah. I think for a lot of fans, I mean, the first time they saw you was tough enough. So that was five years ago. I mean, mm -hmm. I've been a whirlwind for you for these last five years. It has. Yeah. It's, it's really crazy. You know, I was um, going to Iona College and studying speech language pathology. And then before you know it, I was on stage competing in a bikini. You know, I had no idea what I was doing, but I was like, this is cool. This is fun. Like I really started getting into this healthy lifestyle and really seeing progress and the confidence, you know, seeing my body progress and get to like some, you know, where I just developed so much confidence. And um, then all of a sudden I'm, you know, in a ring competing with all these people for a reality show. It was, it's just crazy. It's been quite the journey, but it's, it's been so much fun.
Well, before the Tough Enough audition came around, with that degree and with your background in fitness, what was the career path that you were on? Well, before Tough Enough? Yeah. So I was, honestly, I always loved working with children. Um, so I truly believe it's all like full circle. I always loved working with children. I always wanted to be a teacher. So when I was studying early childhood education, I then got involved into speech language pathology, which um, I just kind of thought that would be a, it is a great field because there's other, um, um, you know, there's so many other um, environments and stuff you can, you in so many other, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, avenues and like where you can, you know, there's at home programs and there's, um, you know, health, there's a uh, hospital care and a bunch of different ones. So I, I really enjoyed that, but I still continue to work with children. And then um, I was going to get my master's, but I didn't quite get into the program I wanted to get into. So I kind of just was like working and hustling. I was waitressing and bartending. And that's when I got, um, one of my friends came up to me and she's like, you should do this competing or you should get into this. And I was a little iffy about it and I, I decided to. And then, you know, since then is when I started um, competing and I was the 2014 Bikini World Champion. And then from there is when I got a call for Tough Enough. And the thing, I think the thing that's interesting about both of those worlds, both competing and WWE is you can't be half in it. You have to like throw yourself all the way into that world. Yes, for sure. And, and that's um, the crazy part too, is because, because I didn't really have much experience and I really didn't know what I was doing. I just kind of like, I was just like, I'm just going to wing this and just, you know, whatever, I'll, I'll see what I got. And if it, it, it was fun for me, you know, I kind of like that challenge too. So um, I just did it. And then it, it became, you know, I, I don't look back now looking at everything and then every, all the accomplishments and everything. Cause it's like, I'm so glad I took those chances. Cause I wouldn't end up here. I don't, you know, I don't think. Well, before tough enough, what was your relationship with to wrestling? Like, did you watch it growing up? No, to be honest, I didn't really watch wrestling growing up. I, um, grew up with three older brothers and we constantly were wrestling, obviously that, you know, um, that's why I was, you know, always been so tough. You but, were beating um, them up, right? Yes, yeah. for sure. How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> they they joke around about that actually now because they're like, oh, we always knew you were going to be someone, you know, some tough little. Because the way I was, I was so I was crazy. But, um, yeah, I I didn't really watch it that much. Of course, I would, you know, me and my brothers watched here and there. We were big fans of like The Rock and Hulk Hogan and stuff. But I really didn't like sit and watch. Like I don't remember watching it that much. So. Um, it was then when I got involved, um, later on in life and, um, uh, an ex of mine, actually my ex fiance, he was the one that got me really involved in it. Cause he always said that like, I could do, he's like, he was a really big supporter and he was like, no, you could do this. And he's like, you could be like the next Trish Stratus. And I was like, when someone tells me that I'm like, and then I start like, you know, obviously Googling and YouTubing and watching and I'm like, yeah, I could do this. Yeah. And it was really, it was weird how it all came about, but, um, yeah, he definitely got me into it. When you started like doing that Googling and, you know, looking into it, who really started to stand out for you? Um, definitely, obviously, Trish Stratus, because I would obviously um, watch a lot of her stuff. Her and like Lita, I loved watching because um, I loved I loved like the dynamic between the two. And um, John Cena, of course, like I was big fans of, you know, the, the obviously the larger than life characters and like just like this super charismatic. And I, I love the idea of the sports and entertainment. You know, I, I just thought it was really cool that it's like the best of both worlds. And I had, 
the background of sports because I always played sports and I was an athlete growing up. And then the entertainment side, I had a little bit just because I had like a presence on stage because of from competing. And I, I just kind of like would walk out and just, you know, have that confidence. And that's what the judges and the people saw. And they were like, oh, this is, you know, and I, cause I won my first show and I didn't even know anything about it. I got my pro card, my first show. And, um, that's when a few people were like, wow, like you have really great presence. And so it's like, obviously, you know, there was so much more to learn with in WWE and there, and I'm always learning every day, but it, I had like a little bit of a base where I felt like I was like, no, I think I can do this. And I can, if I don't know what I'm doing, I'm going to make it look like I am. <laughs> well, I remember when Tough Enough started, uh, you know, you were a real standout because there was something about you that was like this, this natural talent, this natural ability. Did you feel oh, when the you. show started and you looked around at all the competitors that you, you know, really stood a chance here? Yeah, I, I don't know. I had such a, I mean, I'm, I'm still so confident to this day and, you know, it's never changed, but I remember the competition itself. I was just very like, I just was like oozing in confidence where I just like, I knew I had it. And it's weird. Cause like, you know, everyone says, you know, you might not. And I trust me, I wasn't proud. Wasn't the best athlete there. I wasn't, you know, there was obviously things, uh, there were so many people, but um, I just was in like the best shape of my life at that time when it came to like cardio and that those, the training that they had us doing was the craziest training I've ever, you know, been involved in. And I was competing and doing all types of, you know, training, but um, my cardio was at its best and I just felt like so good. I was in such a good place that like, I just knew I was like, I got this, like, like game over. I just knew it. And I don't know. It's just, I just had that confidence and I, I wasn't like, wasn't being cocky. I wasn't being like, you know, over my head or anything. I just, I just had that, like, like that, um, confidence. So, yeah. Do you think that you not winning was actually like a blessing in disguise? Yeah, I think so. Cause I think, um, you know, seeing the way the fans reacted to, you know, it was, it was obviously a reality show, but there was yeah. some realness to it, of course, as well. And some, you know, um, storytelling as well, but it was also like to see, cause me growing up in, um, not really understanding the wrestling business as much as some of the other people, I didn't really get like why the wrestling fans didn't like me at first. Cause I wasn't really acting like I wasn't the full BITCH of me wasn't really out yet. You know, it was like, but I just, cause I was like the hot one and I'm like, but I was so like, I'm like, why don't they like me? Like, you know, I'd get all these like hate, like hate tweets and all this stuff. And oh. yeah, like just like, oh, she's just a Barbie doll. She's just, you know, she, she ain't going to make it, blah, blah, blah. And I just didn't get that. Cause I was like, well, I'm like, I can like, I don't know. I like smoked the competition. I'm like, yeah, I know I'm hot, but like, I'm like, I already proved that. I'm like, what? So then I started to get it. Like, I understand it. Like, oh no, they just don't like me. You know, they're talking about me at school, whatever. And obviously with the help of like Chris Jericho and um, some like, you know, people that have been in the business for a while, like they helped me in the sense of like, no, no, like you're good. Don't worry. Like if they're talking about you, that's a good sign. That's a good thing. But someone that didn't know that coming into the business, of course, you know, you'd kind of like right away be like, I don't know. Everyone liked me when I was competing. Why aren't they liking me here? <laughs> it almost seems so like a, it almost seems like a curse when someone wins that like, you know, a lot of the tough enough winners have not gone on to be that successful. And the I people know. like you or like Velveteen Dream or The Miz who were part of it and but didn't win end up going on to greater success. 
yeah, it's kind of weird. It is like, there is like a curse. I feel like, I don't know. It's really weird. I guess maybe, I, I don't know what the rhyme or reason is, but it was, it was a blessing, I think in a way, because yeah, I was a little bummed. I didn't get that contract and I didn't win, but, um, you know, they put me on total divas right away, which I thought was like, I was, I was like, that's awesome. Like I'm on a, you know, their hit reality show on E that I, you know, and I don't know anyone. I haven't even been inside a WWE ring yet. I'm like, this is, this is cool. So I was really grateful and you know i i'm okay that i didn't take first place <laughs> I mean, you probably became more recognizable from being on total divas and people didn't yep. even know that you were a wrestler exactly i got more exposure and more um you know just just i got recognized more in the store everywhere everywhere i went just from total divas itself because that that audience is much more different i shouldn't say i shouldn't say broad but it's, it's such a different demographic it's not just wrestling fans it's you know like women that just love to see reality and love to see a bunch of women fight <laughs> the drama <laughs> so how quickly after sarah wins do they reach out to you and go well we still have something for you here that night oh wow actually Wow. That night, yeah, which was crazy. So my whole family was at the show, the finale. I had that match, which, Lord, that match was, I had no idea what I was doing. I look back at that match and I'm like, oh my gosh. But anyway, um, I had that match and you, my family's uh, reactions were hilarious to my dad the whole time. It was just like, oh my God, my daughter. But anyway, um, and then that night, I was told that they still want to sign me um, a contract and, and they want to put me on Total Divas. Triple H and, and Canyon both said that that night. So I was like, so like my family was super bummed because they didn't know much about everything. But I was like, no, no, it's okay. Like I was very positive. I'm like, I got signed anyway and I, I'm going to be on Total Divas. And of course, my mom knew a little bit. My, my dad, of course, was like, I don't understand how you didn't win. I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> Oh, a huge thank you to our sponsor for this episode, Bet Online. And with currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might be thinking, Chris Van Vliet, there's nothing to bet on. Well, that's where you'd be wrong, my friend. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they are bringing Vegas to you. If you're missing the NFL, well, there's no problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations that you can bet on. You can also bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices. You can even bet on Nathan's hot dog eating contest. It's all open 24 hours a day and it's all online. Go to betonline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet Online, it's your online wagering solution. And this episode is also brought to you by Blue Chew. Guys, are you looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds? Get to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to a whole nother level. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And since they're chewable, they work even faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office and have that conversation or spend time waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's online physician is free of cost, and once approved, your order ships straight to your door, and most importantly, it's in discreet packaging. 
Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit bluechew.com and get your first order for free when you use the promo code BLUEWIRE. Just pay $5 for shipping. Again, that's bluechew, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com and the promo code is BLUEWIRE. Is there anything that Booker or Billy Gunn or Lita said while you were training that you still use you know, to this day in the ring? Yeah, I think um, the one thing that stands out is um, Lita one time, and I think this was actually on film. It was like a digital extra thing. Um, she came up to me. It was kind of still the beginning of the show, but it was um, behind the scenes. It wasn't in the ring or anything, and she had mentioned basically like just trying to help me, and she's like, you know, because it was kind of before I was um, I was a little quiet in the beginning, I guess, because I didn't, you know, we're all kind of trying to get the hang of it. And you know how a reality show is the more drama you create, you know, the better. So, and I wasn't, I'm not really like that. Like in real life, obviously, like I'm not, I never, you know, I didn't grow up with any sisters. I was always like, kind of like with all the boys and I'm just like, I don't want that drama. Like I just wasn't into it. So that's how I went in thinking like, I'm going to be like the, the cool one, whatever. But she told me and she's like, you know, we, we love you. We see like, you know, great things the moment we saw you, but it's like, she's like, but you need to, you need to bring a little more, some like a little more spitfire, whatever it may be. Mm. She's like, I don't know whatever it comes from. And then from that day on, I remember I was like, okay, I was like, I'll bring it. <laughs> and then it's just, you know, that, I think that's where Mandy Rose got created to be honest. Well, that, and that's what we see every week now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so when you look back at these last five years, what have been some of these standout, Let's start with feuds. Who have you really enjoyed working with in the ring? Oh, um, I have to say um, one of my favorite opponents has been Asuka just because of her energy, like her experience, obviously. She's so good. Um, Of course, she makes me look good and vice versa. But like she just um, has this like aura of energy in the ring. And that like makes you want to like be better and makes you just want to like fight and just, I don't know, it's just something about her. And she, oh, ever since NXT days, um, she's always been a really fun opponent to have. Um, as far as like rivalry or feud, um, I have to say like the one I'm in right now is probably the, you know, the, the first and like um, biggest one, to be honest, and um, really, you know, prominent storyline um going on right now on tv so and you know it's just it's just the beginning technically so um yeah i'm excited well that's good to hear people can't get enough of mandy rose and otis oh my gosh isn't he the cutest (laughs) (laughs) you guys together it's it's so cute thank you yeah he's the best it's really funny he's super charismatic when i read that it was your idea that you actually pitched this to vince so where did the like genesis of that idea come from so basically, obviously, we know Otis was always um, kind of joking in NXT all the time. He'd walk by me. He'd always be like, Mandy Candy, my peach. And it was always just like really funny. It was cute. You know, he would cut promos when we'd have promo practice and um, he would talk about me. And it was just really funny. And then when, you know, I, I got to the uh, main roster, he would like be always reposting my Instagram photos. And to be honest, I didn't think it would resonate. I didn't know or like think that it was going to resonate this well and become such a um, great story. I, I thought that it would definitely be good, but I don't know. I didn't anticipate this. So I went to Vince's office one day and I, you know, basically just said, um, I think 
this would be a really good storyline. I think people, it's relatable. It's like super like fun and cute and involved. And the way we involved all these different parties and people and, um, you know, and my best friend, former best friend, like, um, it just worked out great. And I don't know, I, he, he loved it the second I told him and, you know, Vince ain't going to blow smoke up your, you know, he, like, if he's not going to like something, he's going to be like, ah, no, but he loved it. And, and I'm so, I'm so happy and grateful that he, he, he actually, um, believed in me in that sense of like, no, she has, she came to me with this, like, you know, that must be so intimidating though. You know, going oh. to Vince with an idea, knowing that he could just snap his fingers, either make it happen or go, I don't think so. Yeah, it is. It is. But it's also like, you know, it's not going to hurt, like, unless it's something crazy and he's like, what the hell? you know, but it's like, if he doesn't like it or doesn't want to, you know, use it, that's fine. At least you tried. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this and just see what he has to say. And I'm, I'm so thankful I did. You know what I mean? <laughs> but before that, you probably said to Otis, you know, I think we, I think we have something here. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, Otis is so funny. Like he's pretty much the same person he is on TV. So like whenever I say things to him, he's like, he'll like ramble a little bit. And I'm like, I have no idea what he's talking about. I'm like, what'd you just say? So like, I'd randomly tell him like, I'm like, no, I think this is going to happen. Like, and we, we started, um, little bits of it. And I think that's why it happened. And, and, um, the story came together so well is because we didn't like rush it. We took our time and, um, and it was such a, it was a, it was a whole team effort, you know, the creators, the producers, the writers, um, Vince, and just everyone really had a, had a say in it, which is I think always the best. Cause then, you know, it, it, you, when you feel it, it, you know, the, the talent, it comes out, um, the most genuine. I would, and there was such a big payoff at WrestleMania. I just, you know, yeah. as a fan, I was hoping that there'd be a big, you know, crowd reaction to that. I what know. was it like for you working WrestleMania, you know, in, at the Performance Center without the crowd reaction? So it was definitely different. I think um, different than any of us have ever um, experienced. But you know, I have to say, it was like I'm always up for a challenge, and it was a little bit of a challenge. But then, like. Once you go, once you're out there, it's kind of just like what you normally do. Like when I'm out there with fans, like I'm obviously, um, you know, looking out to the fans and, and giving all my energy, but like, you're not, you're, you're, you have so many things to worry about and focus on. It's like, you're not even like paying attention to like the specific person, you know, like you are, but you really, it's hard to. So I just feel like I just had the same focus and, um, it's definitely, you know, a struggle, but it's kind of cool in a way too. Like, I think our, our last segment Friday, um, the promo segment, I almost liked it better in like a closed set. I felt like we mm. could feel it more, the, the promo segment aspect of it. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, it's, you know, we just got to make things work. And I think the fact that we're able to still put on a show for our fans and especially the WrestleMania moment, um, I think was like a really happy, like cute, cool moment in such like, grungy times right now you know like I, that's a lot of the feedback i got which was cool so if i could put people you know put smiles on people's faces that's all that matters well that wrestlemania moment leads me to uh, a fan question here and when he found out that you were going to be on the show he had this question for you so this comes from nick n who says do you have any regrets maybe letting an 11 get away Maybe a handsome, chiseled jaw, arctic, blue-eyed teddy bear, minus the fur, yet so humble, man, get away. Don't you think that she would have been the modern-day Heidi and Spencer? If so, oh just DM. No one has to know. That's again from <laughs> Nick N. Oh, Nick N, I'm flattered. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. 
Yeah, Nick's a good guy. So uh, when he found oh. out you were going to be on the show, uh, he wanted to send you a special message. Oh, well, thanks, Nick. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the storyline that you and Dolph had intermingled here was very nice. Yes, it was. It was. And he was so, he's so much fun to work with. He's obviously got so much experience in the business and he just like very helpful. And um, he was just and he still is like, you know, he's just he's just a lot of fun to work with. Well, the, the photos that you guys posted together, like as a couple that he put on his Instagram, I made, made people like very upset. Very upset. I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm guessing you wouldn't have uh, imagined that kind of reaction. No, I was like, okay, wow. I guess we'll just keep posting them. <laughs> I, I like I commented on there something about like, you know, like a thumbs up emoji or something. And people were like getting mad at me. They're like, no, oh, yeah. she needs to be with Otis. I know, I know. Isn't it crazy? It's uh, well, and and look, it all it all worked out for the fans. Exactly, it's always got to work out for the fans. If someone were to like just be seeing a Mandy Rose match for the first time, and they wanted to see what was your favorite match or what you thought was a good um, kind of like resume match for you, what what match would you point them at and say this is a great match to see what I'm all about? Hmm, that's a good question. Um... I would say the match that I had with Oscar. I know I just talked about Oscar. Sure. Um, it was gosh, I'm trying to think of when it was, but um, I I forget when it was. I think it was on. Gosh, I think it was on SmackDown, but don't quote me. Uh, could have been on Raw, but I think it was SmackDown, and I think it was when Sonya and I um attacked her in her entrance. Don't, couldn't tell you when that was or where, but I don't know why. I just really loved that match, and I got really great feedback from it. Um, we kind of we attacked her before her entrance, so um, she was definitely like, you know, we got her down before she even entered the ring. And then I just like I, I showed a different side. I feel like a different side of aggression that I haven't really shown that much. And um, I don't know. I just got great feedback from it. Like everyone loved it. I watched it back. I loved it. There's always things that we always you know watch ourselves and are like, eh, not really a big fan of that. But um, yeah, it was just one of those matches that I don't know, I really like, but I wish I had more information on it exactly. <laughs> don't worry. Don't Everyone in the well comments will be able to figure this out. They will for sure. <laughs> Everyone will know exactly the match that you're talking about. They will definitely. When you look at uh, where you're at right now, what would you say has been the biggest change for you since when you first got signed with WWE? Hmm. Um, I guess right now, considering this whole storyline we're in, it would be, you know, I've always been the bad guy. And now we're seeing we're seeing a switch, which I'm really excited about, you know, um, and I'm hoping it will resonate with our fans. And just um, so far, I'm, I'm very grateful for the support I've been getting from the fans. And um, it's only the beginning. So I'm excited. Uh, what is it about the storyline with Otis that is so relatable? I, I guess it's like a Beauty and the Beast storyline, but also like, I think it, I think it's kind of cool, but it's also like, obviously my character and what I've been portrayed as on TV has always been like the hot one, the stuck up one. She's all about her look. She's mean. She's a bull, like, whatever it may be. Um, you know, the re that's really not me, obviously. Like I come from a very, you know, humble and, and great family and and it's just there's you know i can go on and on but i think it's like they see the opposite of that and then i guess with this 
such a genuine, I mean, Otis is just so charismatic, so um, genuine. And I guess maybe it's also, you know, a lot of people out there and they see this and they're like, it's hopeful too. You know, it's like, he can, he can, you know, it's not what's on the outside. It's what on the inside, you know, everyone says that to you growing up too, but it's like, you don't really see that a lot. So I think that's what it's all about. Yeah. I think you've given men and most, most more specifically wrestling fans all across the world, just like the tiniest little glimmer of hope that they might be able to be with someone like Mandy Rose. Yeah. I think that's really what, that's the, the, the feedback I've been getting. So. What did your boyfriend think of this when you first, you know, told him that this was going to be the idea you were pitching to Vince? Um, he's didn't, you know, he's very supportive, and I, I have to, you know, any of, my, I have to be with someone that's going to be supportive. I think all my storylines lately on the past two years on TV, I've, always, I've, you know, the one with Naomi and uh, and uh, Jimmy Uso, it was like, you know, I was going after her husband, so it's like, <laughs> it's always involving men, so. Um, I guess just being in this, in this entertainment industry, you have to have someone that supports you. And he, you know, he was of course fine with it. And, um, yeah, it's a little weird, you know, seeing it and stuff, but, um, you know, it is what it is. Right. <laughs> Do you think that this is the, I mean, this storyline's getting all kinds of attention. We're certainly seeing a different side of you than we'd ever seen before. Do you think that this is the storyline that helps to propel you maybe into uh, like a main event picture, maybe into a championship match? Yeah, I'm hoping, you know, I think, um, I think it's about time. And I think, uh, I think something like this will eventually lead to that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for it, whatever, whenever it may be. I'm sure though, that you would have told me you were ready, you know, right after you signed that first contract too. True. True. (laughs) We talked about the donuts, which is obviously on, you know, this other side of the spectrum being a cheap meal Mm -hmm. with, you know, with fit for fit with Mandy and everything like that. What's the healthy meal that you enjoy making? So, um, my favorite would have to be this like ground turkey dish. It's basically ground turkey, um, mixed with corn, beans, and rice and a little bit of cheese. I need a little bit of, you know, and it's just really good. Um, obviously, you know, healthy food can get boring. We all know that clean food. So it still has the, you know, good taste. You can put a little sriracha on it. Um, and I don't know. It's just like my go-to. I love that. Do you but count the, macros? Is that how your diet works? I try here and there. I've, I've done it before. Um, I, right now I'm just kind of, especially with everything going on, I'm like, I'm just kind of trying to stay healthy and stay clean and drink a lot of water because it's, it's so hard. I mean, I'm out of boredom. I'm just like always eating, you know, what I think we all are. I'm just like, I caught myself just like eating and I couldn't stop and I'm watching TV and I realize I'm like, Oh no, I'm not even hungry. I'm just eating. <laughs> like, right. Well, what's so wild about, you know, the situation that you're in is you were going 90 miles an hour on the road all the time. And now you've slowed down to basically, you know, barely travel, not even really traveling at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. It's like, I think about it and I'm like, actually I was looking at some videos of like, um, when we were traveling, driving and, and whatever. And like, we're always so crazy. And I'm at times like thinking like, oh, I can't wait to be home and just relax. And like, I never thought, thought I would say it when I'm home. Like, I can't wait to go on a road loop. I'm like, I'm like itching for like some entertainment or, you know, socializing. <laughs> what was the, re- what was the last loop that you did? Oh, so I don't even remember. Wow. And it was like a month ago. I know. Well, it could have been longer than that because after we moved to Fox, we started doing a lot of um, 
uh, combined live events. So not everyone was booked as much. So I feel like it was probably longer than a month. In this time of like actually being able to be at home, being able to maybe collect your thoughts, has there been any like, you know, great revelation for you or this aha moment of, okay, once we start traveling again, I'm going to do A, B, and C? Um, yeah, I, I think actually I've thought about it a lot and I feel like, I don't know if this relates to that question specifically, but it's more about like right now, I feel like I'm so much more like I've always been appreciative, but it's like, I want to make sure I'm always in the moment, you know, and yeah. this, this, um, lifestyle, like everything is always like, well, what's next? What's next? Like that was cool. But what's, you know, and I've always been like that. It's always been like, not to say that like, you know, there's always more and nothing's ever good enough, but it's more like, we're just, we're driven and we're just like, we always want something bigger and better. And I just feel like times like this happens where it's almost like the world's just like, it just stops. It's like, you appreciate life so much and you like really appreciate everything you've been through and your job and everything. And I'm so grateful. I still have a job and I'm able to still work and all that. Cause it's crazy out there, you know? And, and I think that's the biggest like epiphany that I've, I've had. It's like, just, um, when I am at work and just like really live in those moments and, and don't, you know, don't rush them. Cause we all know it goes by so fast. Well, you told me what your favorite match of your own is. Uh, what's your favorite wrestling match, period? Um, favorite match? I'd have to say, um, like I said, I loved watching Trish and Lita. So I have to say one of their matches for sure. I loved when they tagged too. Um, I guess maybe it's just like reminds me so much of like Sonia and myself, just like best friends, but like so different, but had good chemistry, worked well together. So I'd have to say like, you know, I loved their storylines and like definitely um, multiple matches of, of theirs that I've, I've loved watching them. Who's been the, like the person that you wished you could work with that you haven't had the chance to work with yet? Um, hmm. Who haven't I worked with that I wish I worked with? Um, I'd say like mm, it's a tough one because technically, like I've worked a little bit with Lita in the Royal Rumble match, and um, we've been involved in in stuff in you know the women's pay per view, the Evolution. So, I mean, I would have to say probably who haven't I like even on the main roster right now? Tough question. He's like you stumped me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hmm. Um, I guess you know you've worked with. Pretty much everyone then. Yeah, pretty much. I feel like that's not that's pretty good. Pretty good for only a couple of years in. I mean, I'm sure I I definitely love some like bigger rival rivalries with a lot of these women that like some of the matches I did have, but yeah, I can't think of anyone really off the top of my head. You know, it's been a really interesting like arc for you in your career because when you were on Tough Enough, divas were still being called divas. Like female superstars were still being called divas. Do you remember like a specific time or maybe it was the evolution pay-per-view but what was, was there a specific discussion that was starting to happen where you start to see things trend in a different direction yeah for sure it was um the time when they announced the all women's pay-per-view and also the time before that where um lita was the one to announce um 
that, you know, the women are now to be called superstars, just like the men, not divas. And um, it's just, I kept thinking like, wow, this is what a great time to be a woman in not only WWE, but in sports entertainment in general, because you see all these women around the world breaking these barriers and in every sport. And it's, it's really cool. And I'm really um, happy to be a part of it and that I can, um, you know, be a part of um, the revolution. If there's a young woman watching this right now that wants to be in the position that you're in, what would you say to them? I'd have to say, you know, obviously always follow your dreams, but you know, never, you never know where you're going to end up. And I think, um, it hits home for me because yes, I was studying to be a speech language pathologist. I was going to school because that was kind of like the right thing to do at that moment. Um, but I didn't really, I don't know, like if, I didn't really think too much into it. I just thought this is what I should be doing, right? But I think ever since I got involved in fitness and fell in love with it and really started doing something for myself and something that really made me happy um, is when I realized like, no, like the sky's the limit. Like I could do whatever I want. If I want to, you know, become a WWE superstar, I'm going to become a WWE superstar because, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter that I didn't know much about it either. It's just um, it's whatever your heart desires. And I feel like, um, you know, always take the chances because, and, you know, and, and don't think that you're too good or, um, you know, you're too good for something. Cause to be honest, tough enough, I was a little nervous from the get-go. I was a little bit like, I knew I had envisioned myself being in the WWE, but I wasn't like sure hundred percent if I should go through with a reality show. I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. Last time I seen one. And I thought like, you know, I just wasn't sure about it, but I went with it because I was like, this could be a good opportunity. Who knows? And maybe if it doesn't work out, it leads to something else. So I think like, you know, just take, take those risks and take those chances. I love this attitude. I love this mentality. Oh, thanks. Have you always been <laughs> like this? I always have been like this. Yeah. Not everyone knows that. Cause you know, they always see kind of like that one side of me, but I'm hoping I could show, show the rest of the world, the, the real, you know, Mandy. I mean, so. the fact that you enter a fitness competition Number one, it deserves a round of applause. I mean, that's, oh, that's thank huge. You. But then thank you win you. the thing. Yeah, it's crazy. And, I, you know, and that's what everyone back home, they, the people that really know me, of course, they're very, um, when they talk about me, they're like, you know, you would never, you would never get, like, she's so humble. She's so cool. She's so like, like, it takes a lot for me to like, obviously I'm super grateful, but it takes a lot for me to be like overly excited about something. I, just because I feel like, it's cool, but I don't know. I'm not like a bragger. I'm not like, I don't walk around, you know, wearing my crown. Like when it happened, like the video of me winning the bikini world champion is the championship title was hilarious because I was actually kind of like sick. I had a runny nose, but like the videos of me, I was just so calm. And like all the girls were like freaking out. And I was just like, Oh, this is awesome. Like maybe it didn't settle in. And I, I was for sure happy, but it was just so funny. I was just like, this is cool. But like, wow, I don't know. It's just, but I'm a pretty chill person, I guess I would say. Yeah, well, Mark, I'm curious then, if you said, you know, you don't get that excited for, you know, some things, what was the last thing that you just got jacked up about? Um, well, that, that, that day, I have to say, when I watch videos, I get chills still. Like, it still was such an exciting day because I, just being on stage and I remember the, the, the moments and the, the feelings I had um, rushing through me and it was just, it was just awesome. But, um... Gosh, the, the last time, I mean, I get excited. I will have to say like WrestleMania was a really excited um, and pivotal point of my career so far because I, I really felt like this was, 
a huge moment. And, and the feedback we got from it, of course, afterwards, and just like our little backstage we did afterwards, it had like the most views on YouTube and in a time right, right now where everyone's on their phones and on watching TV, it's like to see that feedback and stuff, I was like, wow, I'm a part of something that's so cool, which is, you know, so exciting. People love you and people love this oh, storyline. Thank you. And I saw that you were the most uh, interacted with athlete on yeah. that's that's mind blowing that was actually yeah for bringing that up but that was actually very exciting um oh there we go we got your answer. there we go yeah which was just like four days ago so there you go that's exactly what it is i forget you know it's hard um but it was i kept like zooming in and i'm like is that really my name i'm like no way because you know i don't have the most followers out there and it was more just interactions but i think it was a combination since wrestlemania happened and everything and, and I, you know, I don't know. I was just very active being home and stuff. It was cool. I was like, damn, I was like, I beat Tom Brady. I'm like, hell That's yeah. What I'm saying. Like, this, is, this is all athletes worldwide, not just WWE. Yeah. Yeah. Which I was like, wow. Was, I called my dad and my mom right away. They showed him. They were like, oh my God. <laughs> well, congratulations on that. Congratulations you. on your app. I mean, the, the way that this timed out, it couldn't be any better. So I it's great with Mandy. People can get it. Uh, I guess they can get it anywhere they download their apps. Yep, yep. It's well, it's available on the App Store. I'm I'm trying to get it um, available on the Android, but it's been a little struggle. But um, available on the App Store, so hopefully they can enjoy it there. They can um, join me, who is uh has now downloaded the app. Yeah, and you're exactly you know how it is. So, and I also have um a skincare line coming out soon. It's called Amarose.com. Good you. So yeah, and that's um hopefully within the next couple months um, that'll be launched. It's you know I'm all about healthy lifestyle, so you gotta maintain your skin, of course. And because I travel so much, I've been using these products that I'm launching. Um, I've been using them for like the last six months and I've like fell in love with them and I want to, want to be able to share them with everyone else. So, so this is the secret everyone to the fountain of youth to look like Mandy. Yes, this is going to be the secret and it will be released soon. <laughs> uh, this has been so great. And it's been so good to see like a different side of you than I think people normally see on TV. Oh, thank you. It has been a lot of fun. I appreciate it. No, and thank you. And, uh, you know, congrats on everything. And I can't wait to see what plays out with this storyline without us. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. All Stay right. safe out there. Thank you so much, Mandy. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, there we go. Thank you for hanging out with me and Mandy Rose. Fit with Mandy is the name of her app available on the App Store. And I'm really happy for her and Otis, but man, what a great fan question from Nick N. He just sounds like such a great guy, that, <laughs> that Nick N. And I was so grateful to see that Dolph Ziggler shared that fan question on his Instagram page from Nick N. Oh, what, a, what a nice guy for him to do that. Uh, snap a screenshot, tag me, tag Mandy. Let us know you were listening to this one. And I really enjoyed it. How could you not enjoy talking to Mandy Rose? I'm sure that you enjoyed it as well. I hope you're doing well with everything that's going on in whatever part of the world that it is that you live in. It sounds like things here are going to slowly start to open up little by little. I'm just hoping I can get back to the gym again soon. Uh, if you listen to the conversation I did with Will Ospreay, he gave me a workout that I'm so excited to finally get to do in a real gym because in my house lifting like water jugs of water and <laughs> and doing pull-ups on my crown molding have have not been good I can't wait to get back in a gym when we can safely do that 
Vernon Howard says, always walk through life as if you have something new to learn, and you will. Hmm. Keep that open mind. Enjoy your week. Be healthy. Be safe. And we will talk to you again soon.